Fourteenth Lesson Love, Forgiveness, and Prayer And when ye are praying, forgive if ye have anything against anyone, so that your Father who is in the heavens will also forgive you your trespasses. Mark 11.25 These words follow the great prayer promise, Everything that ye ask for, praying, believe that ye receive it, and it shall come upon you. Mark 11.24 We have already seen how the words that preceded that promise, Have faith in God, taught us that in prayer everything depends upon our relationship with God being upright. These words that follow remind us that our relationship with fellow men must be blameless too. Love for God and love for our neighbor are inseparable. The prayer from a heart that is not right with either God or men cannot prevail. Faith and love are essential to each other. We find that our Lord frequently expressed this thought. In the Sermon on the Mount, He taught His disciples that if everything was not right with the brother, acceptable worship to the Father was impossible. Scripture If thou bring thy gift to the altar, and there remember that thy brother has something against thee, leave thy gift there before the altar, and go. First restore friendship with thy brother, and then come and offer thy gift. Matthew 5, 23-24 Later, after teaching us to pray, Set us free from our debts, as we set free our debtors, He added, But if ye do not set men free from their trespasses, neither will your Father set you free your trespasses. Matthew 6, 12, 15 At the close of the parable of the unmerciful servant, He applied His teaching in the words, So likewise shall my heavenly Father do also unto you, unless from your hearts ye forgive every one his brother their trespasses. Matthew 18.35 So in the book of Mark, as they saw the dried-up fig tree, Jesus spoke of the wonderful power of faith and the prayer of faith. All at once, apparently without connection, he introduced the thought, When ye are praying, forgive if ye have anything against anyone, so that your Father who is in the heavens will also forgive you your trespasses. It is as if during his life in Nazareth and afterwards, he had learned that disobedience to the law of love to men was the great sin of praying people, and the great cause of the ineffectiveness of their prayers. And it is as if he wanted to lead us into his own blessed experience. He wanted us to know that nothing gives such liberty of access and such power in believing as the consciousness that we have given ourselves in love and compassion for those whom God loves. The first lesson taught is that of a forgiving disposition. We pray, So shall also my heavenly Father do unto you. Scripture says, Forgiving one another, even as God has forgiven you in Christ. Ephesians 4.32 God's full and free forgiveness is to be the rule of ours with men. Otherwise, our reluctant, half-hearted forgiveness, which is not forgiveness at all, will be God's rule with us. Every prayer rests upon our faith in God's pardoning grace. If God dealt with us after our sins, not one prayer could be heard. Pardon opens the door to all God's love and blessing. Because God has pardoned all our sin, our prayer can prevail to obtain all we need. 
The deep, sure ground of answer to prayer is God's forgiving love. When it has taken possession of the heart, we pray in faith. But also, when it has taken possession of the heart, we live in love. God's forgiving disposition, revealed in His love to us, becomes a disposition in us. With the power of His forgiving love that dwells within us, we forgive even as He forgives. If there is great and grievous injury or injustice done to us, we seek first to possess a godlike disposition to be kept from a sense of wounded honor, from a desire to maintain our rights, or from the intent to reward the offender as he deserved. In the little annoyances of daily life, we are watchful not to excuse the hasty temper, the sharp word, or the quick judgment with the thought that we mean no harm and do not stay angry long. We cannot say that it would be too much to expect from our weak human nature to forgive the way God and Christ do. No, we take the command literally. Even as Christ forgave you, so also do ye. Colossians 3.13 The blood that cleanses the conscience from dead works cleanses us from selfishness, too. The love it reveals is pardoning love that takes possession of us and flows through us to others. Our forgiving love to men is the evidence of the reality of God's forgiving love in us, and such is the condition of the prayer of faith. There is a second, more general lesson. Our daily life in the world is the test of our communication with God in prayer. How often the Christian, when he comes to pray, does his utmost to cultivate certain frames of mind that he thinks will be pleasing. He doesn't understand or he forgets that life does not consist of many loose pieces which can be addressed one at a time. Life is a whole, and the pious hour of prayer is judged by God from the ordinary frame of the daily life where the hour of prayer is only a small part. Not the feeling I call up, but the tone of my life during the day is God's criterion of what I really am and desire. Drawing near to God is one piece of my communication with men and earth. Failure here will cause failure there. Not only can the distinct consciousness of something wrong between my neighbor and me hinder my prayer, but also my thinking and judging and the unloving thoughts and words I allow to pass unnoticed. The effectual prayer of faith comes out from a life given up to the will and the love of God. He deals with my prayer not according to what I try to be when praying, but what I am when not praying. We may gather these thoughts into a third lesson. In our life with men, the one thing on which everything depends is love. The spirit of forgiveness is the spirit of love. Because God is love, He forgives. It is only when we dwell in love that we can forgive as God forgives. In love to our brothers, we have the evidence of love to the Father, the basis of confidence before God, and the assurance that our prayer will be heard. Scripture If anyone says, I love God and hates his brother, he is a liar. For he that does not love his brother whom he has seen, how can he love God whom he has not seen? 1 John 4.20 Let us not love in word, neither in tongue, but in deed and in truth. And in this we know that we are of the truth and have our hearts certified before Him. And if our heart condemns us, God is greater than our heart 
and knows all things. Beloved, if our heart does not condemn us, then we have confidence in God, and whatsoever we ask, we receive of Him because we keep His commandments and do those things that are pleasing in His sight. And this is His commandment, that we should believe on the name of His Son, Jesus Christ, and love one another as He has commanded us. 1 John 3, 18-23 Let us love in deed and truth. In this way we will assure our hearts before Him. If our heart does not condemn us, we have confidence in God, and whatsoever we ask, we receive of Him. Neither faith nor work will profit if we don't have love. Love unites us with God. Love proves the reality of our faith. As essential as Jesus' instruction to have faith in God is, the one that follows, love one another, is just as essential. The right relationship to the living God above me and the living men around me are the conditions of effectual prayer. This love is of special consequence when we labor and pray for those around us. We sometimes give ourselves to work for Christ out of zeal for His cause, or for our own spiritual health, without giving ourselves in self-sacrificing love to those whose souls we seek. No wonder our faith is weak and doesn't conquer. To look on each wretched one, however unlovable he may be, in the light of the tender love of Jesus as the shepherd seeking the lost, and see him as Jesus Christ sees him, is the secret of believing prayer and successful effort. To take him up for Jesus' sake in a heart that really loves is the evidence of Christ in us. When speaking of forgiveness, Jesus spoke of love as its root. Just as in the Sermon on the Mount, he connected his teaching and promises about prayer with a call to be merciful, as the Father in heaven is merciful. Matthew 5, 7, 38-48 We see that a loving life is the condition of believing prayer. It has been said that there is nothing so heart-searching as believing prayer or the honest effort to pray in faith. Oh, let us not turn the edge of that self-examination with the thought that God does not hear our prayer for reasons known only to Him. By no means. Scripture, Ye ask and receive not, because ye ask amiss. James 4, 3. Let that word of God search us. Let's ask whether our prayer is indeed the expression of a life wholly given over to the will of God and the love of man. Love is the only soil in which faith can strike its roots and thrive. The Father always looks to see if, while love throws its arms up and opens its heart toward heaven, it has opened towards the evil and the unworthy, too. In that love of fixed purpose and sincere obedience, faith alone can obtain the blessing. He who gives himself to let the love of God dwell in him, and to love as God loves in the practice of daily life, will have the power to believe in the love that hears his every prayer. The merciful shall obtain mercy, the meek shall inherit the earth. Blessed Father, you are love, and only he that abides in love abides in you and in fellowship with you. The blessed Son has taught me how true this is of my fellowship with you in prayer. O my God, let your love fill my heart by the Holy Spirit, 
and be a fountain of love to all around me, that out of a life in love may spring the power of believing prayer. O my Father, grant that this may be my experience, that a life in love to all around me is the gate to a life in the love of my God. And let me find proof that your forgiveness to me is a power and a life in the joy with which I forgive whoever might offend me. Lord Jesus, my blessed teacher, teach me to forgive and to love. Let the power of your blood make the pardon for my sins such a reality that your forgiveness to me and to others may be the very joy of heaven. Show me what might hinder my fellowship with God, so that my daily life in my own home and in society may be the school in which strength and confidence are gathered for the prayer of faith. Amen.